Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Root of the Signs podcast with your girl and with an E. It is 2024. Can you believe it? Season's greetings to you all and what a pleasure it is to come back once again for a new year. Oh my goodness, we are starting a new season and this is our fourth year running which is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And it would not have been possible without each and every one of you who is listening, has listened, and of course, will listen. Thank you for sharing this episode. Thank you for liking. Thank you for retweeting. And thank you for reposting. Also, importantly, thank you to every single one of the guests who's been a show who's been on the show rather. It is such a privilege to have spoken to over 130 of you. Goodness me, I've spoken a lot. (laughs) Now, use your reminder that you can listen to this episode on all your favorite podcast streaming, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and wherever else you listen and make sure that you hit that notification button so that you know when a new episode is live. We also on YouTube as well, take a listen to us there and leave a comment right there so that we can engage with you to know what you thought of that episode. We are also on social media and we are ready to engage with you there as well. Remember that if you want to chat to me this year please send me a message on social media on twitter on instagram or facebook or also on linkedin or alternatively send me an email at root of the science pod at gmail.com and we as a team are so ready to create some magic this year and all the amazing things that are obviously going to happen this year ahead shall we get into today's episode my guest today is Olaitan Oyemi from Nigeria. Olaitan is an expert in medical solutions, a science communicator, and a business development consultant. In this episode, he, sh- he shares his unique insights into the dynamic field of medical solutions, and we get to know what it is all about. He shares with us some of the transformative technology advancements that are currently happening in this field and also some of the projects that are shaping the future for medical solutions. We talk about some of the projects that he's been on and also talking about the medical solutions industry in Nigeria and Africa as a whole. Tune in to all of this and of course so much more. Let's go. Hello Alighton, welcome to the show. Hi, Han. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm so excited to get to know more about you and, of course, to hear about all of the amazing things that you do. But first things first, let's get the ball rolling. Um, Would you kindly introduce yourself for the listeners out there? Yeah, my name is um, Olai. Thank you for having me once again, Han. My name is um, Olai Tonwoyemi. I am a medical solutions um medical diagnostic solutions um expert 
and a science communicator, as well as a business development consultant. So what that basically means, the whole ambiguity is that I, I am very, very much involved in providing the best and the right um, medical and research solutions for professionals in their fields. So mm -hmm. um, providing technical, technical sales um, and just uh, business development um, um, recommendations for people to do great research, get funding for their research, as well as also to um, um, do, do, do great work for research and development. So contributing basically to the um, development of um, research and development for economic, economic growth and prosperity. That's basically what I do. Amazing, amazing. Um, thank you so much for, for breaking it down for us. And we're going to get into more in depth about everything that you do yeah. um, through the course of our conversation. But first things first, um, you already touched on it, but you did mention that you are a medical solutions yeah. expert. So what, um, what exactly does this involve? How do you become this person? <laughs> yeah, thank you for that question. Yeah, a medical solutions expert. So I'll just um, do a um, quick background. So I am from a microbiology background and I have my second degree in microbiology as well. But beyond all of that, um, you know, I remember there was a particular day where I, you know, I stepped out of the lab and I was saying to myself, what, what other um, skills do I have to explore? What are, apart from my wet lab experience, research experience, whatever, what else can I do? And I recently noticed that um, I almost almost immediately I noticed that um, I could pitch myself authentically and I could speak very well. And um, so communications, mm -hmm. communications was it for me. So and science communication came in the picture at the time. So then I started them um, joining projects, antibiotic resistance awareness projects and all of that, advocacy projects and all of that. But basically, I just wanted to also do more. So I got into the medical diagnostics and research field, and it was it for mm. me. It was it for me. So it is basically just... We, I, so you we realized that um, research people and medical people are not business-oriented people. So you find out that um, yeah. maybe a scientist now won a grant of a billion or naira or in dollars and he wants to just mm. buy this equipment buy that equipment and at the end of the day it gets there it, it gets to him it's not being fully utilized it even ends up being there on the bench in the laboratory just for just for picture for pictures so the, the place of being a medical solution expert is for me to be able to do some sort of consultative selling and sit down with you. Oh, mm. okay. You have a lab. You want to open a lab. You want to be able to run medical. You want to be able to run full blood count, for example. Maybe you've been doing that with them. Um, mm. You've been doing that with a microscope. So I can say, okay, how many working clients do you have for full blood count in a day? So let's let's calculate that. Let's see if that there will be. If you invest this particular amount in this machine, it will be fully utilized when you get it. Reagent will not expire on you. You'll be able. And what other ways can we? Can what other strategies can we use to? Even if you don't have the numbers, what other strategies can we use to um, draw draw samples from your community? Marketing strategy, draw mm. samples and partnerships from your community, and just see to it that the 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 machine doesn't end up useless in your lab. Wow, <laughs> that's such an important um, job. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I think it's very, um, I don't want to say it's underrated, but in the sense that like, I think 
yeah. particularly scientists, you know, um, yes. as myself, we are not taught these skills, right? So yes. you become yeah. a scientist, <laughs> you graduate, you you have your doctorate, then they say lead a mm. research lab and apply mm-hmm. for a grant, but you don't mm-hmm. know these practical yes. economic skills you don't know exactly. the marketing skills and exactly. that's a huge problem and there's a big disconnect so i think mm-hmm. it's so important um this area of expertise it's so important so so exactly. far how has the i want to say how has the the buy in are researchers or scientists or organizations who you want to work with are they receptive to getting this type of assistance from you most definitely most definitely we've worked with um, a lot of researchers you know we've helped them you know just giving them peace of mind so that they can focus with their research because um, uh, we have um we have um, research researchers who will provide all their materials materials and equipment mm-hmm. for them during the course of their research and yes. they even they, they are able to do quality research and win grants from it and you know i was with one of them and she was saying oh thank you for the great work you did some from few months back she's setting up a gmp lab she won a grant she's setting up a gmp lab so we just um, provide the equipment the every other thing that um, you know we need to provide for the lab to be effective functioning and also um be sure that you save money as well too so you don't buy things that will come in useless so she was really mm. thankful of the work that we did to say oh thank you because uh, if you don't supply if you don't get good good materials for your research you can't yeah. do good you can't get quality results and you can't mm. um, you can't yeah and most of the people in the in the uh, in this market they are most times in this part of the world they are most times uneducated um traders who don't even who are just importing important chemicals from you know from, from yeah. china i really don't i really don't even know um the basics the basics yeah. so we can provide this kind of consultative okay you want to um get this particular elisa kits what are you working on i can tell you get 48 tests get 96 tests like circuit or maybe a, a active pharmaceutical ingredients maybe you don't know whether you need the analytic the pure analytical grade of that maybe you want um maybe streptosotocin or dpph so you don't know whether you would be needing the the active pharmaceutical ingredient of that drug the hplc grade or the gcms grade or the reference standard in the u.s pharmacopoeia so we just provide that um we, we because we have that product knowledge so we can provide that guidance for you and you, they are really just happy at the end of the day yeah no i can imagine and it's such fantastic work i like what you said earlier that the scientists or the researcher can just focus on the science because now they can do what they're good at and you know they can consult you to do what they have to do so in your um area of um, expertise um working in this field particularly in the medical industry you touched on something already about how the suppliers don't even know what they're supplying they're just buying (laughs) and (laughs) and trying to sell it apart from such things what other significant challenges are actually prevalent um in the medical industry that you've seen to date um and i'm sure you're going to focus particularly um in nigeria because that's where you are based yeah yeah exactly yeah one major challenge that we have is um yes we have competition with some of these other traders that they're saying bringing bringing these chemicals for money 
they just want to make they just want to make money and another basic um basic challenge is the fact that uh, a lot of uh, we don't have a, a, any uh, local manufacturer so, so a lot of us we have to also still depend on uh, foreign suppliers for to get um, this research products so we don't have enough um, government um, funding or backing to get um, research to do research and manufacture research and laboratory supplies. So that's a major issue we have in Africa. So a lot of the funds that are, and Lagos is a is a amazing and a large emerging market for it. You're finding a lot of um, business development people from, from manufacturing, um, chemical manufacturing companies in China and Germany are coming into Lagos every day. But a lot of the workload of the revenue is being repatriated back to the manufacturer's country. Mm. And most times we have mm. to even pay, in, we have to even pay them in, pay your manufacturers and suppliers in dollars. So it makes them, um, it's very expensive. So research is very expensive. So people, people struggle to do research if there's no funding. Researchers struggle, and most times it's usually personal funded, personally funded. So they struggle to do quality research in this part of Africa. So we need more, uh, you know, partnerships, um, foreign direct investments to come into yeah. Africa to set up manufacturing plants. So that's one major, big, big major issue that we have. Mm. Mm. No, that's understandable. I can imagine that, you know, the 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 funds end up going. Yeah. It's like a leeching yeah. of funds. And yeah. it can be a great opportunity if people, if, you know, manufacturers do set up yeah. home yeah. In, um, in these countries because it allows for economic development where people can have jobs, um, et cetera. And exactly. yeah, that's, that's, that's something that is... Um, I think it's not a Nigeria problem alone. I think it's a, <laughs> it's an African yeah. problem with the yeah. the global West, and hopefully yeah. there can be some sort of transformation because it really does limit um, the economic growth of our particular Absolutely. countries. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So um, further, you you work with 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 all these wonderful tools and technology um for someone who's not in the medical solutions industry or in, is not in um in the medical field at all um what are some of the key technologies and advancements that you have seen um in recent years that can have really transformative um impact in terms of medical solutions ah, that that's that's um AI, it's the future. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. yeah, that's AI. That's AI. That's the future. Yeah. yeah any company, any forward think, thinking company will unless the power of AI immediately. I think most of them, most yeah. of the conglomerates like Alphabet, Meta, Tesla, all of them are already unnecessary the power of um, AI. So I, I recently, I'll use this one as an example. I recently saw it, saw sure. a digital health, health solution. And what this digital health solution, health mm. solution does is that it's, it's um, like a chip that is embedded into the toilet seats. So it's basically on the toilet okay. seats at at the homes of patients. So whenever the, the patient goes to the toilet and sits down, that toilet seat takes the um, at the heart rate and the blood pressure. 
put a patient wow. and sends it to his physician. So intermittently, the heart rate and blood pressure is being taken. And this can just help physicians to be able to use that data to give um, patients the right and um, to get properly diagnosed um, their conditions and give them the right treatments. So it's, it's really just amazing. Helping, we have a lot of wearable devices, wearable device technology. We have a lot of smartwatches that can mm. do this now. A lot of um, wearable patches that you can just wear on your skin and it's taking data for you and um, analyzing. Your, so it's, it's really beautiful. The field of um, technology, AI, artificial intelligence for 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 digital health solutions, helping physicians, most especially, is just very amazing. It's very amazing. Yeah, no, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> love, I love AI and what it's doing, particularly yeah. in the in the medical health industry. But that that one about the toilets, that's mind blowing. Yeah, wow. it's really amazing. <laughs> there there so, are lots, there are lots still yeah. coming on. There are yeah. lots of them. People are so innovative, um, obviously, yeah. and it's and it's exciting to see that. And just to further pull this thread. Um, of some of the exciting things that you've seen, you've clearly worked with a lot of um, various different uh, scientists and you've worked on different types of projects. Would you mind sharing yeah. some um, or one rather that um, really you really enjoyed working on um, in the past that you and and um, yeah, that you've been involved in in the past and some of the positive impact it's had? Oh, yes. Um I think I mentioned one already, but I'll mention, you pardon me to mention another one that I'm really, that I really liked, that I really liked that I was involved. But, so, but earlier when I started, I said that I was involved in a antibiotic resistance awareness, um, awareness um, education training. So what we did was that we looked at the group of individuals in our communities that could um, help proliferate awareness for antibiotic resistance antibiotic misuse due to, which is caused by antibiotic misuse or and, and abuse because in this part of my country people people want to go for parties for example and they want to be able to eat eat enough so they pop in antibiotics like um, flagell or tetracycline to mm -hmm. stop them from stooling, stooling. So there's a lot of misuse and abuse. So we looked at okay if we get the secondary school students if we because we have to be able to bring our science to what everybody can understand. That's what science communication is all about. So we said, if we get the secondary school students, they will in turn educate their parents that might not really be learned. And we targeted the market women too, because we know that women are like, you know, of every society. So we target the market women, communicate our science to them in more contextualized um, science, science communication that they can understand in, in lay layman terms for them to really understand what antibiotic resistance is. So it was really beautiful. So we educated students all across various secondary schools and we educated market women as well. So that was one I, I really loved um, being a part of. And second one was that I helped start up a, a new laboratory so he was this particular client was um, abroad and he was looking to set up something here so i was really mm -hmm. just able to give advice on the 
basic entry level solutions that you can start start the lab with and the lab is currently running running till date so that, that, that so i mentioned too sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> no the more the merrier and you can clearly hear yeah. that you absolutely love what yeah. you do and um i think it's so important um it's so important to love what you do and also the work that you the work that you're doing and it's got a nice blend of your communications and um the science mm-hmm. communication aspect and the science engagement aspect which is pretty Absolutely. exciting um so with with uh with this being said and you painting the picture of what's currently happening on the ground and some of the work that you've been part of and some of the the challenges um what is your hope for the future when you think of um some the challenges and the opportunities available um for medical solutions particularly for you in terms of just your career and also just um overall um in this particular industry Yes, um, at some point, I would, um, career-wise, I would definitely want to be involved in, in policy making and you know nation building. As yeah, I, of course, I might have to you know find my way into politics or probably to a, a government um, you know parastatal organizations that, that that handle that. But beyond all of that, the future for um, medical solutions and research is to. Yes, um, we, we have a lot of advancing technologies out there now, but we also must be able to make solutions that are affordable for our, our because the, the, the global manufacturers like Merck, Merck Roche, um, Thermo Fisher, Thermo Scientific and all of them, they, they are not um, really making um, solutions for, they are going global by penetrating new new territories, but they are not really making localized solutions for each territory they are expanding into. So we as Africans need to make medical solutions that for Africans by Africans that, that are affordable for Africans to, to use mm-hmm. and buy to as well too. So developing programs that will be easy for people to researchers to assess and get these machines into their lab to do machines, maybe payment plans, flexible payment plans over the years. That would just be easy for a researcher to get. Maybe it's a centrifuge that he wants, or maybe it's a codes, whatever kind of machine he needs for his research. So developing programs towards that. And also looking out at um, positioning ourselves to attract um to attract foreign direct investments to now begin to manufacture solutions yeah. for Africans that by Africans. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I love that solutions by Africans for Africa. It actually just quickly makes me think of that AI solution that you said, the 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 one that you put in the toilet. I was just thinking like that's very that's a great idea, particularly in the developed world, right? Where toilets um are um you know, with the cistern, etc. But what of in Africa where a lot of people do not have adequate sanitation systems? So where would you put that AI chip, you know? So I think um, where, for example, maybe they 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 have 
pit latrines or etc so i think it's quite interesting to to really think of solutions that um are great as well and not not solutions that are like half measured still at the same level but they are adapted to our environments and to to solve solutions um that can really also help and benefit um local people so yeah i think Absol- it's absolutely, absolutely great absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. No, um, it's been so lovely chatting with you today. I've learned a lot and I'm <laughs> sure my, my listeners have also learned a lot. Thank you for your time and thank you for, yeah. you know, uh, speaking to me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really wonderful engaging you too. Okay. And to everybody else who's tuned in, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Root of the Sun podcast with your girl and with an E. Until next time, goodbye.